from London. This is Mariam Sharif and welcome to Style Mogul's podcast. I'm joined by a lovely guest from Dubai. Her name is Yasmin Ahmed and she's a CBT expert. What is that, Mariam? She is a cognitive behavioral therapist and the NLP expert as well. And um, she is going to help us with February action because January we discussed about goals and how to achieve them. Now we're going to find out how we're going to do the doing part. So welcome, Yasmin. Amazing. Thank you so much um, for having me on here. As I just told you before, this is like my official first podcast. <laughs> Lovely. So I'm, really, I'm honest. truly honoured. <laughs> yeah, and, and I hope that you have a very wonderful experience. So, yeah, honestly. so I, I've actually had some CBT done, uh, had some therapy probably uh, about two years ago. And I found it that uh, it really unlocked um and transformed my thinking and and things that I thought I kind of knew about myself but it really did it was an eye-opener so this episode is really about how to style the mind I would say I love that absolutely I love that you you talk about it with such positivity because we still even though we've come such a long way with where we were to where we are now with society there is still that massive stigma in all cultures, not even, you know, Asian or Arab cultures, in all types of cultures. Yeah, so and actually, you've raised a really great point, and let's start off with that. So, <laughs> we have a very kind of a shame culture, don't we? Like, we, we yeah. can't go to therapy, and um, even saying therapy is like, well, why do you want to go there? Like, just pray it out, you know, and it's in our culture, Absolutely. right? Like, you, why? Why? Just pray to Allah, and it'll be, and yes, that is an excellent source of uh, maybe silencing the mind, but when it comes to actually understanding yourself, you need a little bit more guidance. And that's where you come in. No, absolutely. And spirituality is a, a separate sort of thing as well. Yeah. It can, it can, of course, it can help, but it's all intertwined together. It's yeah. like, you can't just say it's just, you know, mental health is one thing, you know, physical health is one thing. Everything's mind, mind body connection. Yes. So which includes spirituality. So it's just, it's, it makes me happy that now people have started to see therapy as what it is. It's not that, you know, you are broken so that you need to get fixed. It's not so that. Can you explain all. to the audience what it is exactly? And then just in your kind of background as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, first, well, I'm a, I'm a CBT therapist. And I actually went through the non-traditional route a little bit. So after like studying and training in CBT, um, which is called Therapy. What did you do at university? Did you study psychology? Oh, yes, okay. I studied psychology, and then after this, I'm further studying and then medicine training in CBT. Yeah, so, like specifically to become a CBT therapist. Yeah. Then from there, um, I worked with a few clients, but I felt like some, there was like a missing piece because mm. I felt like the, it was just kind of one layer when it came to like the like traditional psychotherapy techniques. So that's when I went through a bit of a non-traditional route, which right. is I trained in clinical hypnotherapy ah. um, and in NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, which is all about language and how our yes. brain responds to language. Yes. So that's yes. when I thought, I was like, hey, wow, there's so much there. Because I love, I love learning anyway. So it's like, yeah. it, it made me realize how expansive we are and how truly we have, we truly have so much power within us. Yes. So I went on to this like massive route where I was able to then get all of these different techniques and then be able to incorporate that with my clients in like a therapy yeah. session. I find then- that once you, you start learning about, like we said, a self-discovery of yourself, yeah. you end up actually opening up to another world and you feel like everybody should know about this. Absolutely. Exactly. That's why that's actually why I started my community. I was like, how didn't I now know this? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. 
And it just it, it sort of also saddens me that we don't have this sort of you know emotional intelligence or mental health education yes. growing up. But it's never too late. That's the first thing. Absolutely, we didn't have it. Well, I definitely didn't have it. And uh, when when growing up, okay, come from a Pakistani uh, tradition, not traditional, but very open minded, but very you know Pakistani family, which we didn't you didn't even discuss. I think we had a very happy upbringing as well, a very happy childhood. So I think that also that there was no need for that until I, I guess certain things happened down the line, and now we're discovering that you know we are having these conversations about mental health and how it's so important for our personal and professional life. Yeah. No, absolutely. And when it comes to, like, I see like a lot of people, like, like even like you said, they come to therapy when it's like at breaking point. Right. Like, yes. So it's like, if you start, it's not just therapy, but at least work on the self-development side of things. Yes. You can prevent yes. that sound, that getting to the to that rock bottom. But yes. also rock bottom is always a blessing because then you can always climb back out. Oh, nice. Yes. So and um, that's what therapy really so is. So we it's, don't have to. So it, it's CBT is not actually for when you are broken. Like it's a great term that you use. Like we, we think, yeah. oh, but it's the last resort, <laughs> yeah. and we don't know. And we're going crazy. And we're going out of yeah. our mind, and yeah. you know, boo hoo hoo. And we we don't know which direction. So really, yeah. that shouldn't be the resort. It should, that shouldn't be the last resort. We can come yeah. to therapy much before. Just hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's just having a safe, non-judgmental space. I think. Nowadays, everything is so rushed and no one really listens to each other. So therapy is just that space where it's, it's, it provides you that safe, non-judgmental space where yeah. you can talk things out. And it's not the therapist's job to you know, tell you the answers. All we do is like hold, it's like seeing as like a dark pathway. We, we just hold the torch and yeah. you go on, on your own pathway. So it's not like, you know, even hypnotherapy, it's like, there's a massive stigma of that. Like, you know, I'm going to make me dance like a monkey. You're going (laughs) to do all these things. It's not that at all. It's just, in the end, we just want to empower you. And that's why I think the new model of psychology, of psychotherapy, of, you know, self-help, even though self-help is, like, everyone talks about self-help now, but it's not sometimes as practical. You can't just be inspirational quotes, but not not followed up with it yes enough. and this is what we want to do the kind of the action part to what we're, yeah. we're discussing because we really want to look at more of the doing part so let's take an example for if someone is stuck in a situation what is the first thing that they should be doing the first thing firstly i would say on it like kind of is counterintuitive first but is to feel what you're feeling first don't completely just resist it yes because that's something that we've all done men and women it's not regarding you know men don't you know shouldn't cry and all that like limiting beliefs but women is like oh no you shouldn't show your emotions it's weak it's this like just before like he knows we all all have our moods so like the more we resist it the more it's going to just continue to build up something my husband actually reminded me of this morning when I was (laughs) having one of those off mornings um, and I was just like just don't resist it I was like okay so I actually felt better afterwards the first thing is not to resist what you're feeling let it flow but then also have it at like a threshold. Don't sit for months, you know, crying, eating Ben and Jerry's. Like there's, there's sort of a limit where you're like, you know what, okay, now I felt it. Now I've got to deal with it. So the second step is then focus on what you can control. Right. There's so many things we can't control. I understand that. The, yes, because the, the mind is so, it, it, it's kind of a, this tornado going into your mind. Like you, yeah. you're, it's so confused, right? Like the yeah. thoughts just whooshing around and whirling, right? Absolutely. that's how I felt like for me yeah, absolutely absolutely you feel like you're in like a twister and you, you just can't really feel grounded so actually when you do feel that way it's actually a good thing to then get grounded 
to even just have a few breaths yes for your feet in something like sounds really like random but like on grass in water do something that grounds you because we are actually yes exactly that term isn't it to be grounded to to feel the ground yeah so that's actually that would be it and then then actually write down what you what what is in your control right now because if it's in your head as well it's kind of all over the place but as soon as you start writing things down it does get clearer so it's like you just put everything out on paper and say okay now I have it in front of me then I can focus on what I can control not what others can do for me and not to rely on others to solve it for you either yeah it's actually responsibility in the end yes writing it all down focus on what you can control and then take it one step at a time even if you've moved like one percent forward with solving one tiny issue then that's enough for the day yeah not to have high expectations for yourself Yes, which is exactly. also for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I always think putting something down on paper really is when you can put it into kind of black and white. And, you know, everything that you have here, you just dump. It's like a brain dump, right? Like yeah. you're dumping whatever your thoughts are. And then you just literally just put them all on paper. And then you can actually see, see what, what is going on here. You're literally transforming that to onto paper, aren't you? Absolutely. And I think that writing or just continuously you know kind of venting isn't it you're venting like like go into action because actually that's actually really for your body because when you're overthinking something your 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 energy goes into your mind but then as soon as you move into action then you just get into this flow it's like you know when you're like resisting to do exercise which i'm sure we all do including myself (laughs) and as soon as you start moving to do, even just go get your trainers go you know get cl- get clothes do something or even just the, the motion of standing up that already puts you into motion and then yeah. onto the next onto the next step Absolutely. so do something like like actual wise even go for a run when you're like open your mind too much go for yeah. a run do something physical you know bake <laughs> anything yeah. to get your mind because then you can actually come back with a clearer picture yeah rather than being really overwhelmed Yes, I, I think that, that that works for me 100%. I always kind of go out for a walk, go out quickly and just, just and I actually, I think better. It just clears me, it calms me, you know, and it, everybody has their own um, strategy. Some people, you know, like, I don't want to, I just like to kind of go out for a nice walk. What is it that you do? For me personally, it's, um, I actually like to, to sort of just sort of sit down <laughs> first okay. and kind of take so, it all okay. in. Stationary. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, and then afterwards, honestly, just go for a walk, end up like writing it down. Um, sometimes I actually feel, even though it's an advice I give, which I also, being completely honest, it's actually something I sometimes feel resistance when it comes to writing stuff down. Oh. It's like, you know, it's like, and then a part of me, then I end up questioning, why do I not want to solve this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like psychoanalyze myself to like, well, why am I not doing it? <laughs> Yeah, because we're, we're all, like you said, we're all on this self-discovery journey and yeah. uh, we we have to allow ourselves and to be vulnerable to, to, I mean, and this is exactly what this podcast is about for, for us to, as women, to really show our vulnerability and, and not escape. You know, I had so many of my, my very good friends last year who didn't talk and discuss things. And so we didn't know what was going on. And they saw me on um, social media and then my podcast and they thought, oh, you're fine. And I was like, yeah, that's, I'm fine, but you need to speak to me because I want someone to talk to. And, and it just, you know, that, that miscommunication just, you know, went on for months and months and you, and you just realized that you have to kind of 
uh, you have to take a step back and then and connect again. And I think we kind of lose the connection of ourselves and with others. You know, first we can disconnect with ourselves, and then slowly we've disconnected with with other people, which we are, you know, we kind of oblivious to sometimes. No, absolutely, and it can happen without even realizing exactly. Yes. Like just isolate and then not end up doing anything about it, and just kind of just down spirals. Yeah, and just because someone that's something I really believe in. Just because someone looks okay in the outside, like you said on social media, you're doing your thing, you look good, you look great, everything's fine. So everyone just assumes that you're fine. Yes, but they, yes. they don't actually know what's going on internally. So it's always like that, like, yeah. and that's why, like, it's just important to approach everyone with non-judgment and with kindness. Absolutely, you don't see things you literally do not know what's going on. That's and that's the issue with social media as well. It's like that perfect highlights. You know, someone posts like one good thing about their day, but then the rest of the day was really crappy. So then you think that that's their life. Yeah, yes. in like relationships, unfortunately, like they only post the good, and everyone just has this high expectation about this is what marriage is meant to look like, or relationships, and mm-hmm. they end up arguing with their partners because it just goes into this massive spiral of like comparison as well. Yeah, so it's just important yeah. to actually stay like so, stay grounded, and also not to allow assume that there's gonna be people who look okay, but actually inside they're not actually okay in the end. Yeah, and majority of them, I think that even just asking them how somebody is, I think yeah. that, you know, asking that com- that question um, just now and again, you know, it really does help. And we don't know what people are thinking until we ask that question. Questions are so important, yeah. you know? Absolutely. And it's yeah. so simple. <laughs> we know it's, you know, it's, it's, exactly. I think it's the simple things. I think we've, we need to go back to simplicity where we've, yeah. we've kind of overcomplicated our whole life and then if we actually simplify things and take them back it can life can be much more happier do you not think yeah. i think that when we are overwhelmed because we are trying to do too much right yeah. i would yeah. accomplish too much we want to do this yeah. we to tick off the list and we want and but being busy is not being productive 100 and it's not a badge of honor either you know, people say, oh, you know, I'm busy and busy. And it shows like they're so busy and yeah, like, it's a good thing. It's actually not a great thing. So I absolutely agree with you. Going back to simplicity is one of the key things. During this pandemic, you know, we're still living through it and we have to coexist. Yeah, some yeah. people have it very easy. Some people don't have that responsibility. Like I have I look after my mom and uh, as a carer, you know, I've got the responsibilities of kind of limit my 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 outgoings and, you know, my my events and social uh, activities um some people with children don't feel like they want to to go out how can yeah. we manage our mind through through COVID still in, in this year what would you suggest that would help us during 2022 to combat that okay so it's one to actually normalize what, what everyone's feeling Mm. because of course this is the first what pandemic that we've all been through and yeah. the after effects are still there so not to just think I should be fine. Like firstly, not to use the word fine, just because, you know, things are starting to get back to normal. Then yeah. I should be fine. I should be able to, you know, hang out with my kids and go out and do everything. But it's still taking a toll on all of us. Yeah. It's something that was massive. So of course, it's going to take some time to get back out there. And in a good way as well, this has changed a lot of people because it's made themselves reflect and spend this time with themselves to mm. truly like, understand themselves a bit more because I think we keep ourselves so busy going out before before the pandemic go out do this have all these plans and when we're then we just as a form of like numbness or the 
destruction. So now when we can't really, you know, numb ourselves or distract ourselves, everything has gone back onto you. So the best is definitely to normalize and to begin to go back to basics regarding what you actually used to like beforehand. If you have, even if it's just five minutes, 10 minutes, if you just like to read, if you just like to draw something when you were younger, like go back to what you were like as a child, because that's when you're, that's like your most untouched purity yeah. of self before society all the limiting beliefs, you know, everything that's caught, all this expectation that society's put on us now that women and men, but women like especially have to be doing this, 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 this. Like we have to be everything to everyone. Yes. And we can't, you know, we're everyone. And same with, and same with men. Men have a lot of responsibility. They have to be this, this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. So actually put on the role, like the first thing is the relationship with yourself, obviously, but also go back to basics that actually what truly made you happy something so simple so something like you you actually working with on your podcast working on your mission working on things that you Mm -hmm. generally love which is and adds value to so many people like I'm sure your podcast reaches and genuinely changes people's lives so knowing when you go to sleep at night that you've done something purposeful so Mm -hmm. even if you're sending a card to someone so do, do the little things just because yeah. it's so hard these days <laughs> I know I know sending it's a I great know I, actually, I like the notion of sending a card actually I think you know I, I said my um my my niece was a uh, 16 and I sent her a birthday card and it was so yeah. unusual like was it a birthday <laughs> card? Is, this? <laughs> is it to a screen can I <laughs> it's just something so simple one of the most peaceful ways is actually helping someone else and that actually it helps us so something so small so even if with your children so so do something good for someone else or focus on something that truly gives you pleasure gives you like even if it's just five minutes and some people have responsibilities have children like you you're a carer so that's but just having the carving out a few extra minutes yes yeah something so yeah. simple it doesn't have to be you know a whole day shopping it doesn't have to be a whole spa day like it doesn't have to or something expensive either just something so simple call up an old friend like do something simple every day that truly just makes your heart light up yes it's a daily practices yeah. isn't it that, that allow you to turn up don't so I, I usually say you know take every day as it comes because yeah. then when you think about like the whole month or the whole week you, you just get overwhelmed and that overwhelm kind of makes you kind of paralyzed in your mind and it, it doesn't allow you to move forward does it at all so I think that this is a great point that you said that small you know bite size yeah. information or, or daily activities that you can achieve and don't you feel like sometimes that when you have big goals and big missions and you haven't achieved that you actually feel a bit disappointed in yourself and I think that's what we want to avoid isn't it we want to avoid that disappointment in ourselves and thinking okay we had all these things that we wanted to do and we didn't do them so small bite size it's sort of like we're also grieving we're grieving a lot of the events that we you know didn't do or couldn't attend we're grieving a lot of the time that we we lost with loved ones as well that we could have spent especially grandparents or parents there's a lot of grief there as well and so focusing on what you've actually accomplished rather than what you've missed out on because I'm sure there's still a lot even if it's tiny you know got up today finally made you know finally ordered something or done, done the washing or you know finally ordered that book that I've been wanting so it's just something small focus on the tiny things that tiny accomplishments so you know my husband always tells me like focus on the win small wins throughout the week because then when you look back on it you'll see that you've done a lot 
Yes, yes. I mean, exactly. I've actually, yeah, I mean, I've missed out on this, but look how much I've grown in this. Yes, it's, it's focusing. Look how much I've connected with my children. Yeah. With my- with my focus on the positive isn't it rather than looking at the negative side or the the not not achieving so just always focus on the positive and what you did well rather than yeah like the lack of because when you focus on the lack it's just like a down spiral from there yes yes absolutely we can all do that (laughs) you know we can always just focus on the lack then end up forgetting all the blessings that we have around us it's not just daily practices of gratitude but just reminding yourself there is so much the fact that you're in good health, the fact that your loved ones are in good health currently, you know, things like that, focusing on all these things rather than the lack of. Yes. And have such a massive difference. I think people say, but don't believe. And I think it's that self-belief that that I always believe that you have to kind of instill. You know, yeah. people like to say things, but the, it, what is it that kind of concretes that self-belief? Concrete. It's actually, it goes back to your why, like your, your purpose, your mission. It's not even, it's not about having this big, massive mission of changing the world. But go, go back to your why. Why do you actually get up every morning? Yes. It might be something so simple, but you've got to tie in that. that belief comes from emotion. You've got to tie in with an emotion. Can't just say, it's just like affirmations. Yes. You say, oh, you know, just say, I am confident. Then you'll feel calm. It's not like that. You have no, to feel I, there's a feeling that you have to attach to it yes absolutely so like actually closing i visualizing you know the life the life that you do want so that's that's maybe why you get up every morning and you work so hard or you do something or you're you're looking for the right person to create this camp this family with so it's just looking for your why for the belief that you want to install mm-hmm. and i really good um like journaling exercise or like visualization exercise i like to do as well is to have like take yourself to the side and actually talk to you as if you're talking to your higher self or visualizing yourself in five, 10 years, who you would love to be. Yes. And then so work back your future tense. Yeah. So like the person that you know, you're going to be, or you just need to get there mm-hmm. and then think back, work backwards. Like what beliefs does she have to be that person? So yeah. what belief, what, what does she tell herself every morning to become the person and then start, start incorporating those beliefs into your daily system. And then t- tying in with the motion of, oh, it's all right. The fact that you can think it, it means that it can actually be, it can actually be possible. Yes. It's uh, creating those thoughts in the first place, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and tie it up with emotions. So like fe- actually feeling it, closing your eyes, feeling how confident it feels to be doing this, this and this, how great it feels. Like feel it in your body. Your mind doesn't actually know the difference between fiction and non-fiction which is crazy this i'm sure there's so much like you can anyone anyone of your audience can just google the the benefits of visualization yes and understand, i love i, I absolutely love i love visualization yeah my board and the, you know yeah. what and it's and it's true i actually visualized my wedding ring she had a vision board and then people say what do you want that for because i i i think with images yeah, so really understanding your own um, and understanding which kind of technique is best for you. You know, what, how do you understand and how do you learn? Yeah. And so I have this, I had this big vision board, and I kind of do it every year. And I'm a big journal uh, person, and I like to write down my thoughts. But I, I, at this one point in time, and this one year, I was like, put down all my images and everything, and I put this one ring. <laughs> yes, we even put my ring on that I liked, and I was like, and I swear to God. It's exactly the same. It's exactly See, the same. This is proof <laughs> to everyone. Proof. I'm telling you, I I I do it. I've done it. So it definitely works. Um, 
and I do love that practice no, so, absolutely yeah and like even when, or like some people prefer feeling than visual like visualizing well your yeah. proof there you go that visualization yeah, well. I like to do everything from the heart like for me if I'm not feeling it I can't do it and yeah. for me it all starts with opening up the heart and then I open up the mind I think that if you can allow your heart to open um, and we have instances to our life, it might be a breakup or a divorce or a bust up or, you know, partnership yeah. not going right. But if you allow your heart to open, I think that's the possibility of everything. You know, that's where it all opens from. And the heart is actually like scientifically has a lot of power. And actually ancient Egyptians used to see that like not the brain, but the heart was the most Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot that talks about that in general. Like the heart has such powerful, powerful like information as well. So when you say like, you know, gut instinct, or going back to the heart, connecting to the heart. Yes. And a lot of like meditation practice as well. Like it's just literally as if you're talking to your own heart and you're sending gratitude and sending love to your heart. Yes. Yeah. So it's just, you know, the heart, absolutely, I agree with you. Like opening up your heart and everything else follows. Uh, Yes. I mean, on your page, on your Instagram page, I've seen that you talk a lot about kind of toxic relationships and how to deal with that. How do we deal with uh, a, a toxic relationship that we have, maybe personal yeah. or professional? Yeah, absolutely. Because like toxic relationships can be, one, can be toxic relationship with yourself, yes. which, oh, um, which yeah. includes a lot also, which includes self-sabotage and how you view yourself. Toxic relations can also be with, you know, with colleagues, like you said, with family members even. And a lot of people have toxic relationships with their own, like, husbands, wives, you know, yes. partners, boyfriends. That's, so a toxic relationship with friendships as well. So it's kind of overall everything. So when, when we say relationships, people automatically think romantic relationships. Yes, yeah. But toxic relationships can be with, with, with just random strangers, you know? You find yourself, con- you know, constantly just being so angry with strangers. Like, that's also a toxic relationship yes. you have with other people. So, Yasmin, I've not heard of being in a toxic relationship with yourself. Can you yeah. explain a little bit more about Yeah, no, absolutely. So, when it, sadly, especially with, like, my older clients that I used to work with, we are one the harshest ever on ourselves we actually criticize ourselves more than anyone would criticize us oh yes yeah and even when it comes to like self-image looking in the mirror like like self-image and like confidence for me was a big issue growing up so you're actually feeding yourself toxic thoughts and doing toxic cycles like people who you know even over exercise or overeat so we have toxic behaviors that then fuel into this toxic relationship with ourselves right and actually hating ourselves or you know hurting ourselves and actually work with a lot of people who like you know self-harm so it can actually spiral into something else or it can then spiral into settling into something that is not for you so for example people who do have toxic relationship with themselves then or toxic you know it doesn't have to be like con- continuously but toxic way of viewing themselves right and they will then settle into a relationship for example oh. which is also toxic right right because they believe that that's what they are because we truly attract what we are well, yes so because yes. we because that person will feel like they are toxic or you know they don't deserve better you'll find themselves in toxic friendships toxic relationships and even toxic you know having toxic people around them constantly feeding them more toxicity so they'll yeah they'll attract it yeah absolutely yeah. and that's why 
like when it, I say toxic relationship with yourself is one of the most important things to discuss because then if you begin to heal that begin to see yourself in a much more beautiful higher light mm. that toxic relationship might not it might happen but has less likely chance to be attracted to you oh. and and even if it does if toxic relationship or toxic friendship then at least you'll see the red flags or you won't settle for anything less than what you deserve yes yes that yes. self-worth is there that self-toxicity it completely removes any self-worth and you just end up settling into anything and that's why a lot of people are in toxic relationships or toxic friendships you kind of end up compromising and and continuing years and years of a relationship which didn't serve you at all absolutely wrong in the first place like that's what like what truly ends a relationship is usually something that was there in the beginning but we just chose to ignore it yes yes it's so important to set a standard set a standard because true like if there's one message i'd love for especially women to, to tell them out here is that what you're looking for is that does actually exist you know if somebody's not aware of it have that self-awareness yeah how does somebody how does somebody recognize that then so recognize their self-worth so when it comes if they're truly not happy in a sort of relationship or friendship mm. we sort of just you sort of know and even deep down inside that you've settled into a relationship or you're just with this person because why not but truly deep inside there's like that sense of like wanting more even out of a friendship Hmm. so people do know but you sort of deny it or or even if closest friends to you tell you or family members tell you you know this person's not right for you the people sort of just ignore it because they believe that they aren't worthy of anything else or, or that's what it is and there's that scarcity mindset as well, especially in a lot of cultures that, you know, if you find someone that likes you or you find someone that's going to be with you, then just, you know, grab them and just, yeah, let's do it. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. Mm. And isn't and it, it, it is, it's quite strange. It, like, it's usually someone, the man who normally picks the woman. If we talk about, you know, personal relationships, someone does um, approach you for a relationship or marriage, then it, it, we should we should be happy about it but we really don't think about like our options and the fact that what is really good for us and what's good for our soul absolutely and just not to actually settle because again society pressures us into because you know you're getting too old you know for women especially you know you won't find someone else that's gonna you know that has a good job much more professional in their careers and the climbing up the ladder and they're, they're spending a lot of time in their in their careers absolutely so it's not there's no like time pressure but society and cultures i'm sure asian cultures same as arab cultures have that pressure as well so it's one it's escaping from all of that pressure because it's 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 not true you will find what you want but the first thing is actually in that moment in time that person doesn't know it's true right like because they're they're so convinced let me just tell you like I was so convinced of it like you know this is the only part this is and, and I'm an educated well-traveled woman who was yeah. so in her, in her early 40s and I was like and I, even I and when I, and I and I think it's like again it was trying to convince myself but even I was um kind of deep deep down I knew but yeah. I try I compromised but I, I feel that you know, I was trying to make it right. And, um, and I just ignored everything else and just concentrate because never failed at anything was like, I can't fail at this. Yeah. Um, But we take it as like, like, we have to, like people put pressure, like, oh, this is like, gonna compromise who I am, if this doesn't work. Yeah. Well, no, absolutely. But like, from what you've said, 
you were trying to make it work it was like there was a there was a bit of force there it wasn't yeah. like ease there wasn't much ease there yes um, yes I think it's important to then to, for any other women out there or anyone else how do we, so how do we recognize a toxic relationship what are the traits of a, a, a toxic relationship and what should we yeah. kind of watch out for absolutely so the first one is the first thing that we should first recognize in a relationship is you know that that saying that we always say to ourselves you know that person will change and they'll change later on it's like having that belief that that person will change so first thing is not having any expectation that the person will change at all yes, yes that's the first thing but certain characteristics of a toxic relationship whether it's friendships whether it's marriage um or any form of like romantic relationship would definitely if the person doesn't set doesn't have any boundaries with you so if you said no and that person just continues for example or doesn't right. respect your boundaries when you say certain things or you know no i can't tonight or you know i, I don't want to go to this thing yet they keep pressuring it, not right. respecting your, your own space or your own decisions. Mm. Second thing is to also uh, having that sense of like jealousy that there's like a competition between you guys mm. because a marriage or a, a friendship or so it's, it's meant to be a unity. It's you become a unity, you become one team. And that's what something like me and my husband always say, like it's, it's also against, a pro- if we have a problem, it's also against the problem. Yeah. And it's something that like, thankfully, and like, I'm really grateful. It's not against each other no yeah. it's not like it should never be it should never be you're on the same team exactly exactly absolutely and something that was modeled to me like gratefully as well by, by my own parents mm. so it's like the problem like you sort it out together so it's 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 never them against like it's not against each other because in the end you'll both lose because <laughs> yeah. in the end like even if they, they, you think you've won you've actually lost yeah so if, if someone has this kind of jealousy as well like I want to get ahead I don't want I you know I don't want them to succeed as much as I do no it's like you want the best for them so any yeah. form of like jealousy and um, lack of support as well is important as well as like contempt like you know when you could because you sort of as soon as it's like resentment or contempt you could that's yeah. when you know a relationship is definitely like due for failure or it's going to be a very toxic relationship. Right, right. Yes. yes. And then the, the last thing I would say was also be um, when there's no responsibility. So if the person has, you know, did something and they're not taking any responsibility for their own actions mm-hmm. and then somehow makes your, like it was your issue in the first place. Yes. So yes. lack of responsibility, lack of gratitude, lack of support, having that sense of jealousy and enviness and you sort of know it but you're you're just not like listening to your gut a bit more and truly believing that there is someone else out there that's better for you and I know you said like when you're in it you don't see it yeah when you're in it you don't you're kind of blinded you actually isn't how fear takes over everything yeah and then you, then you think of like scarcity and you think of lack and then I'll end up, you know, alone or I'll have no friends or I'll do, and then it kind of down spirals. But from there, that's why it's important to then connect with other communities. So connect mm-hmm. with other women. Have, it all goes back to your community. If you all have friends who are all in toxic relationships, then you think that's the normal. That's yes, the norm. Yes, yeah, yeah. Then clearly that's not the right friendship for you. So also connect, make sure the people around you have more healthier relations so then that sets that standard if not then find you find new people don't like dump your old friends and then find all new friends but be aware that okay maybe that person's not that happy I don't want to be like that Mm -hmm. um 
So maybe I should find someone else or another click or another community, another tribe. Yes. It's not physical friends, online, it's online communities. And it's so easy now, like people that you follow, you can always find information on this. Mm. Simply going on like a toxic, like a, any Instagram page or any forum about toxic relationships, seeing the signs and then, okay, I'm actually in one. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you, know, you, just, you read something and you think, oh gosh, is this me? Is this happening? Yeah. You know, and it does. And it, like you said, words are so important because what we say to ourselves and what, what how, how we believe is, is what will kind of, we're, we're going to vibrate that, you know, Absolutely. that frequency will go out to the world. So what the words we use are so important Absolutely. and how we describe ourselves, because I think that again, when you're harsh to yourself and when you speak badly about yourself, you know words kind of manifest and you start to turn that kind of start thinking that way so I think yeah. you know, using good words and kind words to yourself first Absolutely. most yeah, yeah I know that you deserve what you want like truly it is actually out. I know it sounds so cliche but like honestly when you know you know because you find this like ease you feel free and you feel like sigh of relief and you think oh gosh that was just hard work you know and you don't realize it and again like when you said communities and having good people around you and I guess that when you are isolated you don't really realize uh sometimes you choose not want not to even believe but you know I had a friend of mine and she said to me a university friend and she said to me after a long time I had met her and um uh, she said to me that Mariam there's suburb and there's suffering and what you're doing is suffering because she knew me so well she said, this is not you this is not who you are what is happening here you're suffering and this is not what you need to be still took it still took Yasmin time for me to kind of um to walk down that kind of road of thinking oh my gosh you know I can do it or what is wrong or addressing those problems it takes it takes a few years to even solve those things because there's so much that's happened and it depends on your relationship how toxic it was and what you need to kind of go through and and address at each point because you you have to address everything for you to move forward I believe that you truly can't move forward until you address all those um all those events and issues and arguments and all that all those incidents that you had yeah no absolutely because then you then can start off clearer yeah so it's not there like lingering yes absolutely no I agree and it does take time I'm not going to under you know estimate how long it it will take for someone to get out of a relationship or toxic relation or toxic friendship it's difficult it's one of the most difficult things but then it's when you come out the other side you look back and you generally feel like a different person Yes. So oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So I had someone like, mess- you even recognize your old self. You're like, yeah, yeah. What, what, yeah. What? My my friend said to me, I got a message this morning, and she said, "Oh, you're looking fabulous. Can't wait to see you when you come to Dubai." And I was like, "Oh, really?" And she goes, "Yeah, you look, <laughs> you look completely different." And I was like, yeah. "To me, I think I look the same, but it's really strange, isn't it? How somebody else's perception of you is different because they see you in a different light. They're like, oh wow, you know what you like you're glowing, like you're free, like you're oh, like well, highlight to love. <laughs> <laughs> also freedom. <laughs> also freedom and all the self-growth and all the gen, like everything yeah. that you come to learn. Yeah. So that's it. Like I I like it's cliche to say, but I truly don't believe in like regrets at all. Yes. Like, the decision we made was based on a decision that we we thought we knew best at that time. And that's okay. Yes. Like it's, when you know better, years down the line, 
that's yeah. okay to then change your mind to get out of it to, to do everything else yes not yeah. to like sit and think about like why did I do this and just like that goes back into then self-toxicity like oh I'm so dumb I'm so like why did I even accept this in the first that's what happens happens just moving forward yes definitely that because we can't change the past there's no there's no point yeah. of having any regrets really you know what you have to focus on is the future and or the, the present actually something about present the, the other day I was walking and I came back home and I said to my mother I said now I walk I can actually feel the ground wow. and um, and I had to take a moment after saying that because I realized that for the first time I'm actually I can feel my own footsteps because I was just probably for the for so many years just floating or not really not really kind of connecting you know like I normally would and um, and when I came back from my walk I felt like every footstep I took was moving me forward and I could feel it I could feel where I was walking and that for me was just remarkable I did have a moment that day and I was like oh alhamdulillah you know that's incredible thank you so much for sharing that that's so beautiful because like you said like we're all mainly on like autopilot it's like you know when you're driving home and you just get home and you're like how did I get here so quickly yeah you don't remember the drive you don't remember your our thoughts are very automatic yes so it's yes. so beautiful that you actually were able to be that present and I love the the metaphor like you every step was moving forward I love that yeah it's actually a really good visual like um when I go on walks or go on like runs um I like to visualize like a certain goal or certain something and then like when I'm running I'm like as if, as if I'm running towards it as well yes exactly so exactly I love that you we talk yeah. about we talk about setting boundaries a lot yeah explain yeah. that and how can we set boundaries absolutely so the first thing is to to realize that setting boundaries is hard it's not an easy thing because we are wired to not all of us but most of us are wired to people please you know we want people to like us it's mm-hmm. actually human nature to be part of a tribe we like yes yeah yeah we want to be liked we do we don't want to not be liked and you know it's actually like it's been like it's from evolution from years ago because we've always wanted to be part of a society we always wanted to be liked and just be part of a community so saying boundaries can triggers this emotion of fear where it's like okay if I say no or I put a boundary then that person will leave me or that person will no longer like me but actually I want us to actually like demolish that belief because boundaries is something that is so important and the right person which I want to like emphasize here will respect that the right person will respect if you set a certain boundary so how to set boundaries first thing would be to actually write down what you're like what is important to you right if something like set us like I said before like what we mentioned before like set a standard of what you will accept to do and what you want to do and what actually is important to you so for example if your nighttime routine or like you've got a nighttime thing or you've got a certain commitment that you that you you will never you know compromise on whether it's family whether it's um you know time for yourself whether it's certain workout say write yourself a list of things that you is you part of your identity is part of like you will not compromise on right and then so so then you're aware of it yourself you can't just so that's the most important thing okay. and then begin so if anything then like compromises any of that list of things that you said that you will not compromise on yes then it's approaching it slowly with with saying you know no no oh, I can't do this or 
this goes against who I am, things like that. So it's like, but best thing is be clear about what you want to set boundaries on. Right. And then starting small, starting small with asking, with with replying questions like no, you know, maybe another time. Currently, it's not my pro- like currently it's not my priority. I didn't even know what setting boundaries was. I didn't even know what a boundary was because we were yeah. just taught as women to give, give, give. So you yeah. sacrifice, you compromise, you do everything. And so who knows about boundaries? We don't do boundaries yeah. in our culture. <laughs> what are boundaries? And so having to kind of, when things have gone so deeply wrong, wrong in the sense when things weren't flowing, the, the energy wasn't right, my health started to suffer. Um and I took up um, CBT, I, I addressed this quite strongly. And this was something that I discovered, the fact that I actually didn't have more, probably had boundaries, but not more, needed to be more clear. There had to be non-negotiable boundaries and things that I could not or won't ever compromise on. Uh, and that took a lot, 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 a lot out of me and as a woman and I'm sure that many of the women out there who also feel the same way that would feel that you know we are there to just always give always give and we, we're conditioned as at a young age to always do that yeah. as wives as mothers as as sisters as daughters always the female has to compromise no absolutely no, and that's something that it's not like Asian, like you said, like our, in Arab yes. cultures as well. Boundaries as well, when, when it comes to like questions, like, you know, certain questions asked. Yes. I remember being in like certain gatherings with like, uh, with, with family, like extended family, they'd ask really like, you know, very personal questions. Yes. Like, there's no boundaries for that either. And we're not, we're unfortunately not taught to, to say no yes. or to check in with ourselves. Yes. So, and even when we know something's not right, we still like do it anyway because like, yeah, we feel like yeah. it's not a I think exactly how, how to say no to that person, you know, like because you think, yeah. well, they're elder and they're, they're part of my family, and you know, I have to give them respect. I I can't say that, you know. I, what am I to say that to, you know, my, you couldn't say that to my eldest cousin, you know, you know, you can't yeah. say that. You're not allowed to say that because we have that level of respect and, you know, and for others. Yeah. No. Absolutely. But then it's then challenging that word respect yes. respect mean neglecting your own needs neglecting mm-hmm. your own values just out of respect for someone else yes. i think we've through i think definitely through arab and asian cultures yes. that we've we've not fully understood the word of respect because we just think respect means you know like say if someone's shouting at like their wives or you know then the wife shouldn't talk back then that's that's respect that's respecting the the, the male for yeah. example or you know someone asks something and you know you can't talk back because they not talk back but can't say your piece yes yes you know that's respect that's that's just you neglecting yourself yes and what if a husband doesn't want to acknowledge the fact that you have to say something or you want to say something isn't that a trigger in itself that should be recognized that should be alone that that's one that's a red flag because that's not a safe space how can you as a femme like as a female as someone who does have obviously like some people have feminine and like feminine versus masculine energy but as a female she wants to the main thing that we want is to feel safe is to feel that we can relax into yes. a sort of space so if that safety already isn't there yes. and you're not safe to be yourself you're not safe i like to, to say what you feel and think yeah 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 or well, even safe to disagree 
if you're just yes. worried that typhoon will just you know suddenly spike because we then- can't agree on everything like so obviously even marriages like we different upbringing yeah. different cultures different situations different scenarios and all of a sudden you two people are coming together and they'll have completely two different views on, on how they perceive yeah. things right like how they do things yeah, so, yeah and there's no like right or wrong either like it's it's the important part is it's how to approach it so if you yeah. approach it with anger or approach it if you want to say no and put a boundary you don't approach it with like a lot of resentment or yes. you know in disrespect of the what you say like you don't say like call that person names or yes. and also not saying the word like you never do this or you always yes. do this Wordy. because out of anger yes. we say that a lot like you always ignore my needs and yeah like it's also it's really important yeah. because so the man will always pick up especially when we're talking about female and male and talking about energy. partnerships it is it's they hear it never or not and then they don't think about anything else but that one yeah. word that, what, <laughs> it's the same with females you know i think yeah. things with females as well yeah, yeah so that certain words so think wording your argument is very important yeah. one of my friends uh, when i was getting married she said pick your fights well you know pick pick the one that you really want to talk about because these other petty ones, they'll take focus and you don't want to do that. And I remember that a great advice and I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I'm going to pick the, the one that I really, because the rest you can diffuse. You know, really start, if you are going to have an argument and talk about something that you believe in, then make sure yeah. it's, it's something that is really um, the non-negotiable. Yeah, no, absolutely. And even though it's argument holds like a lot of he- heaviness, yeah. Yeah, it's just sort of like discussion, disagreement. Right, like, it's heavy. It's heavy. argument again. It's one versus one, but yes. that's what goes back to. Then no, it's it's you both versus yeah. the problem. Yeah, the problem's the issue, not not the person. But mm-hmm. if the person's not allowing you that safe space to to talk, and that's a red flag within itself, and that goes back to maybe you're in a toxic relationship. So yeah. that, like that's why it's important to be aware of that. And think yeah. of your wedding before you instantly react. I, I always feel that when you style yourself, it's like a little dopamine hit every morning. Yeah. When you wake, because you, like, again, you can't say an affirmation like, I am positive or I am confident. And you look at yourself <laughs> and you look like, you know, not walking together like shit, you know, sorry to expression, but you know, hair's all messy yeah. and you're saying, yeah, I'm beautiful. And like, no, you're not, because you can't, you, both of those words and actions have to align and Absolutely. until they don't align you are literally kind of telling lies to yourself so yeah. I always think that it's like styling is like the dopamine hit and obviously we have to do the inner work but that could take some time you yeah. know that takes time and to understand exactly. yourself but whereas you style yourself every morning straight away you've got that little kind of little boost of energy in the morning yeah. And then you feel like you can tackle anything. Like it just yes. gives you this calm, like this bounce in your walk. You just yeah, feel yeah. Absolutely. Red lipstick yeah. is the, the go one is the go-to for me. Like I put red lipstick on. I feel like I can conquer the world. You know, I've got that. my red lips at the back. I love that. <laughs> and I love your setup, by the way. <laughs> so I, you know, I've got the red lips, and I feel like, you know, when you've got yeah. red lips on, you conquer the world, you know. Absolutely. So, you know, oh. Aesthetically, you feel good, you, you know, and of course we have to do inner work but it, it's something that is so because it's visual and we like to see something and i've styled people who are literally like kind of walking down the runway yeah that's amazing and like you see that difference in their mood as well i'm sure yes. after they because it, it just it highlights the beauty as well like they were all like naturally like beautiful but yes. when we, um, if you're not feeling that great and you put on like makeup or you style your hair and you dress yeah. so beautiful and like that looks so nice 
naturally you just kind of smile you're like wow okay exactly you smile to yourself I you know you smile like actually yeah, yeah that's kind of okay <laughs> absolutely I had a client and she was um going for a, a proposal and she wanted to be styled and so I like a rished up and okay. um, so she came to me and she looked at me after the she looked at her stuff and she looked at, she looked at me after we were done and she was I, I look like the Bollywood actress and then she <laughs> hugged me so hard and she was oh, I can't, I can't believe it. And so for me, that was so lovely because I know that she would go into that kind of, you know, in, into that kind of, it was an arranged marriage, but at least she, she would go in feeling confident about herself and it would allow for her to feel the best version of herself, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. I love that. And I love that you're able to provide people with that. It's like yeah. a gift giving them like instantly it is. it's well. a gift to themselves I feel yeah. like styling is a gift for yourself you know you're yeah. you're giving yourself that little gift of uh, uh, you know daily you know of looking good yeah. and feeling good and it's and people see you differently as well people no. uh, react to you differently people behave differently towards you yeah but I also think because you're radiating because you know you you feel confident due to styling yourself yes then this energy or this confidence then radiates out to to that person or to that group of people yes it's, right. and again the self-discovery because what yeah. you feel like what you are is not and then it is it's the becoming that is yeah. that, that i style so and how you want yeah. to see yourself in the future yeah. the future yeah. forward <laughs> yeah it's like it's like you're literally like you're tapping into your higher self like how you want to look all the time type yes. thing again with that, oh, yeah. so we're matching those words to an image um yeah. which, which complements each other yeah yeah which is a physical reality it's no longer in your mind yeah so it then 100 no i love that and i love what you do and I, it's just i'm sure it helps a lot of people i had um, a friend of mine um we spoke on on zoom after my divorce i was speaking to her and i was like uh, she's oh welcome back and i said no i don't think i'm ever going to go back to that place wherever who i was i think it's it, you know it's welcome forward because I will never go back to who I was or that person even that I was before I left Dubai, yeah. you know, that Mariam that was in London, completely different person than I had. I feel, and this is why I kind of love the UAE because I feel I became this different person in the UAE. I kind of learned so much about myself and I feel that like that was my training camp, you know, that I really did enjoy, you know, that time. I mean... Like you said, people looked fine, but you could never tell from my appearance that something was going on. And people said that to me, oh, nothing's wrong. Fine, yeah. Really until you verbalize it. But I, I really was a really a very important part of my life where I, I lived and I and I really experienced and got to know so much about my myself, my own understanding. Wow. Um, so, you know, when I said to her, when she said welcome back I said no I could never go back it's always welcome yeah. forward welcome I forward I think I'll, I'll I'll make that yeah I think I'll do yeah. welcome forward but I, I feel that you know women forget about looking forward and we're so stuck right we're so stuck in this past and losing the years and I did it myself and I'm talking from experience when I say that that you're you're stuck in that moment you think I've lost those years and I've not done this and there's x y and z and you you just 
you've got to allow and open up your mind and other friendships and other people can make you realize that because you you are so paralyzed in your thoughts uh, yeah. otherwise and a new environment I agree with yes exactly. when I moved to UAE it was like a whole different experience and what I do love about UAE is like Dubai especially is because it's, it's very expansive I feel like a lot of there's a lot of, of there's a lot of like like flow expansion and there's a lot yeah. of opportunity it's a very expansive energy uh, here anybody that who goes to Dubai will be seduced to be coming back because there's something about the place it's, it's yeah. not just the the bling or the the flashy cars or the big buildings or <laughs> forget that there's a, there's actually a beautiful energy that yeah. attracts and everybody is so happy and I think there's definitely the sunshine we are also also compared to the UK exactly but I do find that there is something about the energy you know yeah. I love the energy of the people and their, their hearts are open and hospitable yeah no, absolutely. how you perceive yourself and how you react because action reaction right I love that absolutely and I love seeing like how much UAE has grown over the years it's like it's very innovative it's very new it's like yes. they literally made the impossible possible so that's yes. why I think that energy kind of feeds into us somehow yes. and then like we then end up like wanting to you know, create new ideas create new there's always something new here it's not like I think that if you want energy. to manifest I think Dubai is the perfect example of manifestation because <laughs> I, I, I used to uh, hang out a lot in Dubai Mall. It's my second home. Uh, okay. <laughs> and just color and just loved, loved it. But like when you see the Burj, when you see the fountains and you see the, three, the triangle of the three, the biggest and the best, there is yeah. nothing else but a higher expectation of your own standards that you must achieve higher you look at that tallest build and you think well you know what it just it's so inspirational like oh yeah. I want to come back <laughs> please come back because every time you look because you have to see it right like it's all about that visualization and yeah. so every time I used to I, I'm every time the fountains were on every time I looked at the bird and the lights were on I remember I was even late for a lunch with my friend and she said, where are you? And I was like, I'm in Dubai Mall. I was like, no, you're not. I'm not here. I'm, I'm at the table. I was like, I'm just around the corner. I was, I was looking at the lights of the bridge and I can, it's captivating. It's captivating. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And it's exciting. And there's always like new things. And that's what I think I love. Like, I absolutely love that. Like by you loving the fountains. Cause it, it's yeah. just, it's a very, like, you're very present as well when you're watching yes. them. Yeah, it, it does give you a lot of that, like being mindful in that yeah. in that moment. Yeah, so, no, I love that absolutely. So I've been to, have to Vegas and I've seen the <laughs> dancing fountains there, but the Vegas ones, I've got nothing. I know that we, you know, we're inspired by Vegas, but Vegas fountains and uh, the ones in the, in Dubai, nah, no comparison. I'm actually on writing my book. So oh, I'm going wonderful. to that, um, in spring 2022. So hopefully that can also provide some more practical. And tell us more about uh, your book that you're writing. Yeah, so it's just, it's going to be discussing about the, the lies that have shaped us over the years, the lies that society has told us. Uh-huh. So touching on limiting beliefs, you know, like beliefs when it comes to marriage, beauty standards. So it's all the lies that we've been shaped with and then how to break free from them because it's just so important to for us to break free from certain cages that we find ourselves in yeah and then create our own truth create our own freedom create our own actually dream life outside of what 
you know, culture expectations, you know, having that, you know, traditional society, the traditional schooling system, yes. traditional nine to five, like we can do things differently. So yes. it's, a, it's a very practical book to help you break free from these like limiting beliefs and all these lies that we've been fed. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh well you know oh. good luck with that finishing that off and then thank you please do let us know and then send us a copy and uh, we will discuss, sure. the book. We'll we'll discuss the book on the next podcast so thank you so Amazing. much Yasmin thank you thank so much you, for your time and I and uh, Yasmin is in based in Dubai so for all of my friends and the ladies from the International Society if you are in Dubai and you feel like you need some guidance and and helping because CBT is fantastic I've done it myself and it really did help me a lot and so if you want to um reach out to Yasmin please do I'll leave her details and her Instagram handle below here and um I look forward to seeing you soon yeah absolutely you too Rayon it's such a pleasure thank you so much for having me on the podcast I absolutely loved it thank and you so much I had a pleasure a pleasure to having you on here take care <laughs> take care see you, soon. see you soon for sure thank you